Syria A fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. After a few weeks off, we are back on the airwaves in podcast land. How are you guys doing for midsummer? Did you guys miss us? I missed you guys. What about Curve Americans? Did you miss us? Look at you guys, all tan, your teeth Summer's looking new. nice and uh, white. That's, that's definitely not me. Got all your teeth. I, I, I'm permanent farmer's tan. Absolute permanent farmer stand. Well, just as summer is here, winter has also come. As we saw Game of Thrones on Sunday. Tad, I know you watched. Uh, what did you guys think? I mean, absolutely I watched Game I think everybody watched Game of Thrones. I even think even the cast members watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> and winter might be coming, but it is Asana in D.C. right now. Tell you what, man. That's how you start this new season. Freaking kill all of them. That's how they need to start Serie A. Just all the top teams lose and Roma wins out big in the first game. That's what I would like to see. Start the Game of Thrones the same way you start Serie A. Marco is a Lannister, it sounds like. Fair point. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, I start killing everybody. That was pretty sweet. But I thought it was actually pretty uh, subdued for one of the last, I don't know what, like 14 episodes of the show ever. And not one... Not one single piece of nudity and not one person getting like their like their guts ripped out through their stomach or something like that. So I mean a a a, a mass poisoning, that's that's pretty that's pretty tame for the the old G O T. They should have gotten a dragon to just fry somebody up. <laughs> I'm sure. I think there's only six season six uh, episodes this season, so uh, it's gonna be a short one, so I'm sure that it's gonna end with some fireworks. Yeah, but there was a whole lot of poop. That scene where that with uh, Sam, the, the the guy who's in Old Town, the the fat one, he was changing the bedpans like crazy. Oh. I've actually watched the episode twice, and the second time I watched it, I just like had to fast forward that I can't <laughs> I can't do with like soupy old man poo like right before I go to bed. All right, on that bright S- note, speaking of Italian cuisine, <laughs> we've got uh, new uniforms. We definitely want to talk. So tis the season to uh, get in, uh, new threads for next season for the 2017-18 uh, kit. What do you guys think? Anyone that are just popping off in in uh, Instagram that uh, you're gonna have to get? I really like that Roma third kit that I think they uh, they dropped today, maybe unofficially. I always love when they they come out with like What's, the black jersey. What with is some, it? A black one? Yeah. So black, they're not doing they're not doing the orange. camo. Yeah, I saw a camo one today. So there you go. Some, uh, but there unofficial... was a rumor too. I don't know if that's official or not. Well, yeah, Roma going off has Instagram. to go back to the black one. I mean, like for like the, the run of like 15 years where the, their terzo was a black kit that was always like their best kit. I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if it's a camo one. Yeah, I love when Roma's wearing black. I, I saw the green one, the camo one today. I thought it was pretty sharp. But Fiorentina, just like last year with uh, La Viola, that was one of my favorites. This year, they went all Calcio Storico on us, and uh, if you don't know what that is, there, we have two different links uh, on our uh, social media about this. So uh, every June, Fiorentina, Florence, they, uh, they have four quadrants of the city, and uh, each of the quadrants wears a color, and uh, they are incorporating that in their different jerseys this year for the season, which I thought was super cool. Um, so that so far is taking the cake for me. I'm a big fan of Fiorentina's colors. 
I don't know who has the best kit this season or which one I like the most. And Marco has pulled up the the Roma Terzo. That's it, there's definitely camo. Yeah, there's in there. camo in there, but I I guess I didn't look at it in the right light. It's it's blackish gray. I like it's, that. It's not as bad as their away jersey this year, which absolutely is terrible. Well, I'm actually pretty happy that Roma's away jersey is terrible because uh, then I won't buy it. But I mean, speaking of terrible jerseys, the the one that sticks out the most for me is Juventus's jersey this year. I mean, that thing is cr- just gross with the yeah. new J and everything like that. And, I, and you know, I'm not I'm not saying that being disparaging to Juventini out there. Um, you know, I, I love you on the podcast and I hate you on the pitch, but uh, everyone is just hating this new Juventus jersey this year. I think you're right, and we'll get into the whole Schick stuff later. But I thought it was funny with the medical stuff. Basically, the warm-up jersey that Juve has this year looks like a like a something you would see at a hospital, and I just thought that was kind of fitting with uh, their OR scrubs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Real quick though, I ha- we have to you know give a shout out to Chris over here. He finally got his Crotona jersey. Yes. He wore it at the Roma Club barbecue, which was a big hit. So don't be misled by our Facebook page. Our photographer lost his phone. Uh, it was a drunken night. Yeah, a good night. I'm sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Pythagoras uh, made an appearance in those photos. It's still on. It's still on the Facebook page there. But yeah, big ups to Chris. That has to be pointed out. Came through. What'd you spend? Like 120 bucks on that jersey. Hundred hundred dollars. Uh, but uh, all his allowance. An- another shout out for. Uh, I think it was Coucholand.com. One of our listeners sent me the link to that. Uh, I had that jersey without any special like uh, packaging or anything. Forty-eight hours from Rome. David Amoyle? No, yeah. it was. Uh, uh, I'll have to look it up. It was one of our accounts, but uh, forty-eight hours to get a, a pretty hot jersey like that. So, so well done. If you're looking for jerseys, check out Coucholand.com. They I well. I ordered on eBay. I found for fifty dollars a two thousand and one Scudetto Roma jersey, and I ordered the Toti stamp, and I ordered that thing like six weeks ago and it still hasn't arrived yeah. so these 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 uh these pythagorici calcio store ombres that you know managed to ship this stuff to, to chris in 48 hours man I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to wear this thing to boston <laughs> but uh, uh i don't think it's gonna happen i'm worried that i'm worried i just gave like 50 bucks to you know to some to, to some, some polish hacker or something like that yeah, yeah. right right so be on the lookout. Definitely more uniforms coming their way, but uh, pretty excited for that as we are at the beginning of every season. We do have one question that uh, this is going to be a transfer market kind of uh, uh, podcast. The big news today is Neymar and what uniform he'll be wearing next year. This is obscene. Yeah. $222 million release clause. It looks like that's, PSG. That's A-Rod money. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, and uh, like one of the Roma Club members said today, man, let's see how the dominoes fall. I think uh, this will be a decent segue into the City Out Transfer Rumor podcast here because um, I think there was Barca talking about Dybala last season. I mean, they're going to have to replace him with someone, you know, but I was telling my friends, who has more prestige than Neymar? Like, who can you bring in at this point that would help you more than Neymar? Ronaldo, two hundred and twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that would help you more than Neymar. I mean, like the question is, would you sell Neymar for two hundred twenty million? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. I mean, you're you're amazingly overpaying. He'd have to score a hundred goals. 
to be worth $222 million, especially for teams. So it answers the question, how much money does PSG have? All the money. <laughs> Too much. They have yeah. all of the money if they're willing to $222 million. Unreal. Would you rather spend $222 million for Neymar, or don't you think you could buy, like, Messi and, you know, somebody else for that? I'm just damn. I was racking my brain for who's out there, though. You know what I mean? Like, realistically, if you're going to lose Neymar... Like, who are you going to bring in at that position? Obviously, you can buy a whole nother starting 11. But, like, Barcelona kind of has an incredible team. And it's like, they just, at this point, maybe need, like, one or two players. But that was when they had MSN. So, they're going to have to replace, have to use money. Yeah, you could, buy, you could buy Verratti and you could buy another maybe. winger. Maybe. I mean, PSG, you know, now that Neymar goes there, even more of a reason for Verratti to want to stay. It makes me, Verratti, uh, it makes me like him even more because when he, someone asked him, uh, would you be happy if someone paid you $100 million? And he said something to the effect of, no one is worth $100 million. Uh, makes, you, makes you appreciate that he has some bit of realism, even well, if he's he, a superstar. He, he might be changing his tune because you see he's <laughs> about to change his agent. Yeah, I saw that. With you Rayola. see it to, yeah, to, yeah. To, the, to the Darth Lord Sith himself. Yeah. We shall see. It is uh, transfer need, market rumors. They need an HBO show about, about Raula. You mean ballers? Yeah. That's well, no, even, even more so. Like European ridiculous. Ballers? Yeah, yeah, European soccer agent ballers. Yeah. Raula because, looks like he like, just literally works... In a in a pizza shop, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then like you know, throws on his suit at night and goes out and just just racks Sh- in the shakes millions. down teams. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to a little bit closer to home, guys. We have the ICC, the International Champions Cup. What I'm quoting as the most important European Cup played on this side of the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a few Serie A Italian teams playing in it. We've got our beloved Roma and Juventus. They're both stateside. Um, we also did want to mention uh, Venezia FC, even though they're not in the tournament. They are playing tonight against Detroit FC. So uh, Michigan. Shout out to Jordan Tyler. Played with the man in college, and he plays on Detroit FC. So he's playing oh, against. Is that, him. is that where you were in the Penn State jersey today? Yeah. In honor. In, is that his jersey? No. Did, did he leave it on your dorm room floor? <laughs> no, I did ride the bench a lot, but it didn't get to that. <laughs> it didn't get that bad. If you see on social media, though, guys, Venezia, they're having a lot of the players. They're having fun in Detroit, man. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, we, we were hoping to get there, but it just didn't work out. I uh, hope Detroit is a, is a cool city for sure. Roma plays PSG tomorrow. Um, no word yet, yet if uh, Neymar will be there. Um, but uh, that is the Roma game tomorrow. He, like, drops out of a helicopter in a, uh, in a, with a parachute, like, right before the game. That would with get a some Roma ratings. jersey on <laughs> Um, for some of the other games we're uh, going to, well, let me throw in here first before we get to the rest with uh, Roma. We've got Juventus. They're playing in Miami, New York, and Boston. So if you're, if you're a Juventino out there, you've got uh, some games to go to on the East Coast. And uh, Milan and Inter, if we have any listeners over in China, you've got them. Uh, I think uh, Milan just lost to Dortmund today. Where's, where's Juventus playing? Miami, New York, and Boston. Oh, man. Juventus is lucky, man, that they don't play in L.A. because Fat Boy G would eat all of the uh, uh, In-N-Out burgers. Well, is there? They'd be, they, they would be blown up with hot air and, and, and taking him as a balloon ride back to Italy at the end of the trip. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go back to the team we love uh, with Roma. We are actually going to make two out of their three games. Uh, next week, we're going up to uh, Red Bull Arena to see uh, the, uh, Roma play uh, Tottenham. 
in uh, Red Bull Arena there. So we're looking to hang out with Roma Club New York, Roma Club Philly. Uh, if you're a Tottenham fan and listen to our podcast to learn about Serie A, by all means, come try and find us. Uh, we'll have uh, T-shirts on and hand hand stuff out. So just, by all just means, just DM us on Facebook, and we will we'll be happy to come find you. Yep. Actually, we look for we we'd welcome any small bets of shots of olive oil That's with right. any Tottenham fan out there over this Roma Tottenham game. Absolutely. Men in blazers, especially in the great state of New Jersey. So looking forward to going home for that one. Are you going to tell them about our little pizza stop off? We do. We do have uh, uh, Umberto's Pizza up in the great state of New Jersey. We're going to stop by and uh, see them for a little bit. So we're looking forward to that uh, right before, I, I guess the Monday night before, we're hoping to stop in. So if you're in their area, we're hoping to have a slice with them. Uh, uh, down the shore, and uh, that'll be nice. Which makes uh, Chris Ross really happy because otherwise, I was planning on his mom cooking for me and spending the whole time lobbying her to write a very embarrassing review of our podcast on yeah, iTunes, just on like iTunes. my mom. Yeah, she would definitely do it, and she would definitely cook for us too. But um, I think we got dinner squared away with Umberto, so thank you in advance for that. But the other big news, guys, is further up the coast in Baston. We're playing uh, Roma and Juventus, so the Serie A showdown on the East Coast. Roma has got a bunch of events that we're going to be taking part in, uh, at least a a little bit. Uh, They're going to be at uh, Harvard at Uri Field. O'Heary Field. O'Heary Field. And uh, so we're going to be there on Saturday. We're going to be doing podcasting stuff. Uh, So by all means, come by and check that out. By podcasting stuff means we're going to be interviewing people on the street, doing a live podcast, handing out swag, interacting with all the fans, interacting with everybody who's there. I mean, this is this is a block party type atmosphere. Um, you know, even I think Marco might even be painting people's faces. <laughs> yeah. you know? Actually, that's a good idea. All right. All right. We definitely want to interview some fans and get some of their opinions. Put in UVJs on people's cheeks. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, definitely come by and stop by for that. Uh, Roma's got a few other events in the afternoon, but then we want to invite everybody to a raise a glass with Curve America. We're going to be hosting this at a local bar near Harvard. We're still sorting out the details on on the specific bar. We're right on the goal line on that one. Um, as soon as we have that, check our social media, email us. We'll we'll get that information to you for sure. We won't say what bar it is that we're close to, but its initials are T I T S, and I mean. I, I, this it's it's been a lot more difficult. I've never had so much trouble booking a bar event in my life. I've been booking bar events, you know, since I was a babe in diapers, and you know, I just do the bar crawls in Rome. People are always super happy that you'd be bringing a lot of people there. I've been like a bounty hunter trying to find these people to like to okay this event. But rest assured, after all, after contacting a dozen bars, we will get this one. It will be awesome. You will enjoy it. There will be swag and all sorts of stuff being raffled off. It's going to be a blast. Roma, Juventus fans, cub together. Let's get in a big old brawl, drunken brawl. Oh, wait a minute. No, let's not do that. Let's, let's all let's, hold hands. Let's all hold hands. Kumbaya. <laughs> Juventus fans can tell us how much they're enjoying Pianic, and we can tell you how much we're in... in, in and Chesney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chesney and Benatia... And uh, we can say, you know, we enjoy watching them too. <laughs> yes, yes. Toti never went there. That's right. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. So definitely want to invite the Juventini out there to uh, to come to that event. You're you're more than welcome. On Sunday, the game. We've also going to be out in the parking lot. 
Please come and find us, both Juventini and Rom- Romanisti. Well, now you sound like you're trying to fight everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we just want to interact with as many people as possible. So we'll be out there, too. Probably going to have a tent, have some swag again. We're working with Roma on some cool surprises. And so we, this is unconfirmed, but but stay tuned on this. We're, we're, there might be a Roma legend stopping by. Again, that's unconfirmed. But we might have some cool stuff happening out in the parking lot Um uh, during the uh, pregame tailgate. Definitely unconfirmed on the Roma legend who may or may not be stopping by to take pictures and sign autographs, but you want to know what? Chris, Ross, Marco, and Tad will be there. Come down, talk soccer, drink beers with us. And Roma legends. And we, yeah. We, yeah, are we Roma legends? Is that us? We will uh, absolutely sign whatever you want us to sign for yeah. sure. <laughs> greatest, greatest Roma fans in Washington, D.C., or at least in the top ten. All right, so... It's uh, Midsummer's Eve or whatever it is around this time of year. That means transfer market stuff. So this podcast is going to be dedicated to that, the things we've heard about, the moves that have already happened. We're going to get right into it with the biggest moves of the top teams in Syria. And guys, here we go. All right, up first, guys, we've got, as always, Juventus. Never change. Uh, Marco, you're going to take this one. What has the old lady done so far? Well, it's been kind of a wild transfer window as of now. And really, at the end of last season, when Juventus lost in the Champions League final, I think that we can all look back to the podcast to remember that, you know, we were talking about, is this kind of like Inter when they won the treble? You know, they didn't win the Champions League final, but is was it kind of the end? It was like they reached their their pinnacle. Uh, and it's kind of looking that way, especially with some of these transfers. Um, you know, you got, even though you had Douglas Costa come in, which was huge from Bayern Munich, Bonucci goes to Milan, and it's like, now they're talking about Alexander, Dani Alves, who was the Champions League hero, coming out. I mean, the, you know, there's just questions swirling of, first of all, you know, like, Dani Alves is like one of many players recently for Juve who just comes in and then just leaves. It's like you would expect that a team like Juventus could hold these players for a little bit longer. But, you know, Bonucci going to Milan, that's that's the biggest news of the summer so far in Serie A. And, you know, you got the rumor mill spinning, but Alexandro, he's probably looking to go out. Bernadeschi maybe coming in from Fiorentina and De Ciglio coming in from uh, Milan. These are the big, big rumors. Uh, did I miss anything, guys? I mean, really, the, the the biggest question at this point is, you know, do we think that Juventus can, you know, sustain what they've been doing for the last six years based on just where we're at right now in the transfer window? They're still very, very deep. And that goes, uh, I think, without saying that even everyone who was shocked by this Bonucci move came out pretty soon after and said, but they're still deep. Um, having said that, guys, I definitely had the feeling when I heard this news of, you know, you have to ask the question of why. Why would someone leave Juventus, and particularly a big name like Benucci? It crept in my mind of like, well, every dynasty falls. That's just a fact. And uh, it kind of felt like that way. And frankly, some of the stories that have been coming out of Juventus, maybe maybe this is kind of the beginning of the end. But... Well, I mean, what are we defining as the beginning of the end? Because, I mean, Juventus in the past has shown they can go to Serie B and come back the next year and be, you know, a top four team in the Serie A. So if it's, you know, is this the year that they're not, you know, that they're they're not going to win the Scudetto? Eh, maybe. 
I mean, they've won six in a row. They can't win it every year, but I think they still got, you know, they still got to be the odds on favorite to win the Scudetto this year. And, you know, you look at a sale like Bonucci, Bonucci is a, is a luxury. It's just more of a testament that it's a luxury that Juventus can afford to sell him. Because it's it's just the credo, like they made an example of him. There's no man bigger than the club, and Bonucci, who's arguably the best center back in the entire world, definitely in the top five, and definitely the best in the Serie A, rumbling with uh, 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 Allegri, fighting with Allegri on the field. Apparently, a tough pill to swallow. Yes, Juventus legend, but they ship him off for thirty million. I mean, that's ten million less than Kyle Walker went for and Kyle Walker is 10 or 20 yeah yeah he's just he's he's no Bonucci fan I mean he's, he's not even co- com- close to Bonucci Alexandro I think it's going to be a stretch for them to go they reloaded with Douglas Costa I mean it looks like Chesney's coming in so they have an heir apparent which is it's strange to me that Chesney who I don't was, get that at all was maybe the second best goalkeeper in the Serie A last year is willing to go ride the pine for Gigi Buffon's swan song a, a year before the World Cup and I think Chesney is the number one keeper for Poland so I don't understand that logic at all but you know is it the end for them I, I i i really don't think so and the one thing that we have yet to mention is they made a gazillion dollars off of the champions league this year so if, if they sell dibala it's going to be for all the money in the world they'll have an enormous amount to, to reload with even if they make no more huge signings this year if there's any threat in january of them you know, having their supremacy challenge, they're just going to go out and buy another huge player. But doesn't it feel, I think the fact that he went to Milan, which is a yeah, historic rival to Juventus, that adds some credence of, I don't know, maybe I'm just being hopeful if there's parity in the Serie A now that yeah. it's a rival. Yeah, that's a really interesting thing. Like, because they could have sold him to Chelsea last year for like 60 million, they sent him 30 to Milan. That to me might be like, yeah, we got to get rid of you. Yeah, we're choosing Allegri over you, but pick where you want to go. Right, and not a, to a rival. I don't, it just doesn't make sense. So. I'm personally just excited about the whole thing, and uh, it's about time that Sadia starts kind of you know, beefing up in the top six, top five, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Juventus, like you said, still going to be strong, fun to watch. Uh, let's see who they bring in. By the way, they have some really f- interesting young talents that they've been grooming for this opportunity. Like Rugani, he's ready. I think he's ready to take that spot. Yeah. And they're, you know, they still have Benatia, who, you know, is is I would put as a world class defender, you know, given the opportunity. They have uh Barzagli who's a little bit old, but still have Kellini. So we'll see what happens, but you know, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. By losing Banucci, their defense is still going to be probably the best in Italy. Um, Schick falling through today, uh, which we'll talk about more in Sampdoria is a big thing. You know, Schick was going to be a, 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 the razor man himself was going to be a, a big signing. And I think a, a great signing for them. That just means more money for them to spend. I say, you know, we're only halfway through the summer. Look for them to make another big splash. Yep. So, uh, Juventus still deep for sure, but I don't know. It just kind of feels like a chink in the armor. So, uh, mid-season, uh, mid, mid-transfer market. Let's uh, see where it goes from there. And up next, we've got AS Roma. The big question for these guys, our beloved guys, is, is Roma a supermarket? Yes or no? Well, it's, that's a super interesting question. It goes hand-in-hand hand with, you know, Monkey 
and his first transfer window as Roma's transfer guru. And everyone's extremely excited about him coming to Roma. And what, you know, he's, he puts out this statement that they're not a supermarket. You know, we're, we're knocking on the door of the Scudetto. And what is the first thing he do? He sells Salah, <laughs> who was, you know, arguably top three player for Roma. Yep. You know, if we didn't have Jekko and Nangolan, he's probably the third after that. And on his best day, just as impactful. He sells Rudiger, which, you know, German international center back, extremely dynamic player, almost sells Manolas, and the jury's still out on that. Right. And sells Paredes, who is our most promising prospect on the entire team. And everybody is like, WTF. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, the fact that Nangolan's looking to re-sign, that's very, very... Uh you know, comforting, I think, for some of the Roma fans. Obviously, uh, Strutman re-signed. And look, last season we started a hashtag, or I think we started it. I'm pretty sure we started the the Jekyll 2016-2017. This guy, you know, blew up. I think this year we got to say, in Monkey we trust. Because this guy did a great job in Sevilla. Really, really did a phenomenal job. And that's how he got the Roma job to begin with. Um, you know, you look at some of the transfers that they're looking at now, you know, big talk of Mares from uh, Leicester, you know, we're also looking at DeFrel. Um, and yeah, quite DeFrel frankly, seems to be a done deal. Even, yeah. yeah. And quite frankly, like, I think EDF, you know, uh, Di Francesco is going to be a good coach for, for AS Roma. I mean, this is all part of hopefully Monchi's plan. And uh, even though he didn't bring in Di Francesco, I think that everybody... Um, that Monchi's going to bring in, you got to take a second look at. You know, yeah. even this new guy, Shen, uh, Senchids under. Jengis. 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 From the Turkish league, man. Jengis Under. I'm keeping a good eye on this guy because I believe in Monchi. Yeah. Is, is it Monchi or is it Monkey? I mean, am I not a real Roma fan for not doing the difference? I think it's Monkey. Curve Americans out there, I'm going to just say whatever the heck comes in my mind when I say it. Yeah, EDF was not Monchi's man. In fact, I think he was standing with his hands clawed into the wall at the door trying to keep Spalletti in there. But here's my thing on Monchi. And what is kind of the conclusion that I've come to with these big sales that he's had. I mean, $42 million for Salah, you know, up high 30s for Rudiger, low 30s for Paredes. These are kind of ridiculous numbers for the quality of these players. Yes, they're all three really good. But all three of them are not worth that much. And kind of monkeys looking at this thing being like, dude, these prices are super inflated. And what does he do? He reinvests in uh, Pellegrini for $10 million. And Pellegrini uh, is, you know, has tons of potential, as we saw last year. We got him cheap on a buyback. Um, and who's, who's the guy from Lyon? Gonolas. Yeah, Gonolas. Gonolans. Yeah, who's tons of, tons of experience. So we got... Captain two, of the team, too. Yeah, two central midfielders to come in, and we paid what, like five million for him. So we spend, we we sell off, you know, close to a hundred, spend fifteen, and I don't really think our team is much worse for wear on flipping of that. Let's see with the Frel and Mares, you know, uh, uh, coming in, you know, Mares to re- to to be his replacement. I really would have liked to see Barardi, but it looks like those days are behind us. So. I think it's. I think that we've raised a ton of money without really harming our team too much, depending on if Allison kind of pans out. 
I'm uh, I, I'm with Marco on uh, I've got a lot of faith in Monkey just because of all the deals. I like when we uh, sold uh, Mario Rui. Apparently, we upset Napoli because like we stuck to the terms and they weren't happy about that. So there's just a lot of stories that I like uh, about how he's handling the meetings and handling the agreements. That no, we had a deal. We're sticking to it. If you don't like it, you know the hell with you. So I like Monkey. I'm worried about Di Francesco being over his head. Just, uh, I, I'm just worried about it. I, I want to see something that I, I just really like Spalletti. So Spalletti seemed to be under control at the time. I, I want to see something from uh, Di Francesco on that. And thank God we got Nangolan back. If he doesn't resign, I, I, I'm just, oh man, that that's uh, he's well, he's in the states. If he signs somewhere else, we can just go jump on his back and weigh right. him down. You <laughs> that's know? right. But he's my favorite player, one of the Our best. From a sig, <laughs> one of the best midfielders in Europe. That just he's. He, I feel like he's uh, the linchpin of the team. That we we need to keep Nangle on. We need him. I think this Jengis Under guy. I mean, I, I honestly I knew two things about him before this Jack and crap and Jack left town. You know, uh, Tyler Hata is blasting his YouTube videos. AS Roma put out a hilarious YouTube yeah, video funny. about him. Um, you know, so I don't know anything about him. From the highlights, he looks great. The fact that they call him the Turkish Dybala. And, you know, Monkey apparently thinks enough of him to spend $13 million on him. If he could come and, you know, be kind of that next up-and-coming young superstar, him and Pellegrini, we got some young guys on the team that can come, you know, breathe some new life in this team. I'm, 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 I'm excited so far. We get Mahrez. Mahrez, sorry. He's, he's not a fabric. Um <laughs> Uh, Marez, I think I think we can pretty much consider this transfer window. We we bolstered our team instead of instead of weakening it. Hope, hopefully so. Uh, look, and not for- only we got what's his face, the, uh, uh, Mourinho, who could you could we, when we have uh, Moreno, Fancio, yeah, yeah, Moreno, another captain, you know, of the of the Mexican national team. The biggest key is going to be how they're going to gel. So I I believe in EDF, and you know, hopefully he does a good job with making the team gel. Four three three again for Roma. Looking forward to seeing that in person next week with this club up in the great state of New Jersey. Up next, we've got Napoli. This one I got. This is the team you keep forgetting about, but who hasn't lost anybody big. Sleeper pick that could be this big. Still kind of off the radar. I'm trying to think of a comparison, guys. Best I thought of, Ed Sheeran popping up in the, inexplicably in Game of Thrones. Just like on Sunday when you're left wondering... As I think many Serie A fans will next season, where did this guy come from? Oh, they, they I know it wasn't inexplicable. They were like, look, it's Ed Shereen. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that beautiful voice and I had a feeling it was him. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. It was completely unnecessary. Hopeless. Like the like Game of Thrones needs a cameo. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, Ed Shereen's probably not even as famous as half the cast members on that show. Everybody watches that show. That's, I just, uh, not true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just uh, just like Ed Sheeran popping up there, I think a lot of people, Napoli's been quiet. And so I think when they're suddenly at the top next year in the early of the season, I think everyone's going to be like, oh, right, Napoli, they're, they're still good. One preseason stat I saw, which admittedly is preseason, this is not a big deal, but uh, Napoli have, have scored a goal every 9.6 minutes of their three uh, preseason games. Now, again, admittedly against Carpi, Trento, and... And Anunia, something like that. Nothing burger teams, but um Dres Mertens. Yeah. One of those the, games. He's they, got the buzz cut. They they scored seventeen to nothing in one of those games. I can't remember what, but they're uh they're pretty impressive. And um 
I think for them, Napoli was really good last season. All signs pointing to them being a force in 2017-18. One article listed them as the second most deep compared to Juventus. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Uh, we'll get to Milan and Inter, but uh, you think uh, Napoli's right up there in, in depth? You get it. I mean, no. They. I think they're a little thin in the midfield and in the back, um, and they lost Pepe Reina. Um, Not but, offic- Is that official? That's official. He's, he's, he's going to Man he's, City? He's gone-ski. Um, it's as official as, uh, it's, it's as official as unofficial as official it can be. Yeah, right. I don't know. Chicken or egg. Um but you know we gotta can't forget that Milik is back in this in the mix on this and last year you I mean they haven't really lost much on the defense and it's just the goal storms that they had last year I mean you gotta think that there'd be no reason to indicate that they still wouldn't carry on scoring like they were scoring from last year this year unless we're looking at like an epic collapse of like Drace Merton's not producing the way he did last year Hello not producing you know the way he did last year. Yeah. Well, they did bring in Mario Rui from Roma. And uh, honestly, as a Roma fan, good riddance. You know, this guy, after, you know, tearing his ACL real quick and getting back up and rehabbed, it looks like he was ready to get out. So, uh, you know. I don't know if that's his fault, though. Uh, well, Roma doesn't seem to take care of their ACLs in, in the back. Well, good luck to him. Um, but I just feel like, you know, he was a decent player. And I, I heard some some rumors about him kind of like, you know, kind of wanting out. Who knows? Um, but other than that, man, nothing huge this summer uh, other than that Pepe Reina to, to Man City. So I, I do expect Napoli to pick somebody up. Um, but maybe they're just waiting to see if they're getting into that Champions League. Well, I mean, there's still Skarupski out there for Roma that's available. I mean, there's some other pretty quality uh, Serie A goalies out there that you know they could probably pick up real quick right at the end. So, I mean, they definitely need it. Yeah. Um, as far as rumor mills go, uh, Pepe Reno, Tad also already uh, squashed that one. It looks like he's on his way. I'm only going to mention this name. Masil Bugdov, uh, I posted a Twitter article on this of the, the true story of fake news of just, I, I, you either like the transfer market or you don't, but uh, please check out our Twitter feed on just this story about Masil Bugdov and the story of uh, the, origin, the original fake news. Uh, it's a pretty good read. I, I'll spare you the details Speaking now. of Game of Thrones, is Masil Bugdov, is he, what is he, a squire for... It's, uh... It's an Irish Rob name. Stark. It's a play on words uh, from the Irish author. Uh, uh, um, I can't remember his name. The, the journalist who wrote about it was Varney. Um, but his New York Times article is just, I, I'm not a big fan of the transfer market window time period. Uh, definitely check that out on our Twitter feed. That'll do it for the rumor mill for Napoli. Up next is AC Milan. This is definitely the story of the summer, I think, for all of Europe, maybe all of the world, Tad. What do you got for AC Milan? Well, I mean, they got this Jong Hong Lee, who's, uh, you know, showing his Jong Hong Hung in this transfer market. I mean, this new ownership is just looking to reassert itself as an elite club, you know, as fast as possible. And they're doing all the things that Milan used to do as an elite club that all elite clubs do. You know, they, they're buying from teams that are considered are their equals or their lessers. Um, they're buying stars and you know people in their prime or just huge prospects 
from multiple leagues. There's just no stone left on turn where they're able to throw this money around and already 217 million euros spent. And we're only halfway through the season. Bonucci, who we already mentioned, they made him captain. You know, he, he's, he's the, he, he went through the revolving door. And, and when he went around twice, there's a captain's armband on his arm. Andre Silva, Enormous signing from Porto. Andrea Conti, we all knew, wrecking the discotheque for Antalanta this last year. Um, another guy named Hakan Kalinoglu, which sounds like a like a Kiwi dance, um, coming from Leverkusen. Ricardo Rodriguez coming from Wolfsburg. Musacchio coming from Villarreal. Biglia from OTFR. My man, Frank Kessie, coming from Atalanta. Another huge signing. And then, you know, you got a couple ones thrown in here while we're towning up. Donnarumma's brother <laughs> from the Toledo Mudhens. Uh, I mean, I, how, how big of a prospect is Donnarumma? His brother gets a million bucks just for being there. I mean, I, I, I read, did the same thing. I read that article and I immediately, like, unfriended my sister on Facebook because <laughs> she just absolutely does nothing for me. Um, and then Borini, I mean, I guess they signed him from the nearest physical therapy facility. Uh, you know, Mr. Glass there. But yeah, I mean they they you know they, they sell and they're, they're they're buying tons of players and they're rumor mill. I mean, like every damn body's on this train. Morata, Renato Sanchez, Bellotti, you know, Alba Mayung, who apparently is no, but you know, you know they're gonna get one of these guys. So we're looking at as few as 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 at least seven new starters on the starting eleven you know, for uh, Milan. And I kind of have a two, two-headed two question for you guys. Does this make, this this summer window, even if they don't sign on these other plays, but let's say they get one of these guys that I mentioned, does this make them an immediate Scudetto contender? And with seven new starters, will Montella, you know, be up to the challenge of having this mega team? Yeah, well, that's the big question because, uh, and I, again, it goes hand in hand there. Can you gel this team now? I mean, obviously, you spent a ton of money. You know, where did this money come from? I feel we were talking about this, this, uh, the whole financial issues over there with the Chinese owners for like the entire season. All of a sudden, this money explodes like a volcano, and you know, all these so players true. are just just Making dropping out the sky. But you know, the biggest thing is going to be seeing how Montella deals with all this because there's some questions on his uh, capabilities as of now. He hasn't done anything huge, and he has a massive task ahead of him. I mean, they kept Donnarumma. He, Chris talking about uh, you know the transfer window being so silly. Everybody was was. I mean, they were their Milan fans were burning him in effigy because they said he was going to Real Madrid or PSG Riolas, or something. Man, it's all his tactics. We talked about it a little bit earlier. But they got their man in that. Chris, what do you think? Scudetto, Montella. Well, they made Europe. Yeah, because no one else wanted it. Okay, but I would say that that was success for them last year. I think Montella saved his job because of that. Um, but this team now, you, your first question is whether they're a Scudetto team. For me, they're a top three team that's going to challenge for champions. I think like all of uh, Serie A, we're, still, we're all chasing Juventus. I don't know even with seven big changes that Milan hits that level yet. I don't, I don't know anybody who has just yet. But I think that, again, in the interest of parity, like we were saying with Juventus, I think Milan is right there now with these seven changes. Well, Bonucci's the man. Andrea Silva's the man. A couple of these guys are, are pretty darn good. One of these other guys, Morato, Sanchez, Bellotti, uh, Alba Mayang, like that 
complete because that that means they could they could have yet to have signed their most lasting impactful player, Sans Bonucci. But I mean, like you know, if if this team after spending this, let's say they buy one of these guys and they spend three hundred million dollars in transfer window, like what kind of leash does Montel even have? I mean, if he if he's not top four from start to finish in the first half of the season, I, I think he's canned. I think they get him out there and they go after you know uh, 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 one of the you know the, the big old coaches that they used to have. Yeah, I think that's a, the you do have a lot of pressure on Montella now. Uh, they're giving him a lot of horses to run with for sure. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I I am just happy for all the Milanese out there watching Milan Twitter when all these moves oh, were yeah. happening. They were loving it, loving the fact that oh, they're yeah. back in the game. If this was Roma, man, I mean, my, my underwear, my head would explode and my underwear would blow off. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine spending 217 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine spending $217 million. All right. And, uh, and PSG might just match it by buying Neymar. It's crazy, right? When you c- compare it that way. So, I mean, yeah. how excited were we when Frank Kessie, we thought we were going to get him at Roma. Yeah. I was like, skirt, skirt. Then, yeah, there he goes to Milan. And he's like their fifth best signing. So enjoy it, Milanisti out there. Uh, very happy on Milan Twitter to see all that. Uh, oh, I, one more thing. Just kidding. <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoy it. I think you're uh, a Champions League contender now with these moves. Let's go to uh, Crosstown Rival or the Cross Stadium Rival. We've got Inter Milan now, and uh, they're making some moves themselves, most notably our former coach with Spalletti. Marco, what do you got? Yeah, and I mean, besides Spalletti, they've just recently brought in Borja Valero. Uh, Looks like they're trying to scope out that entire uh, Fiorentina midfield, (laughs) right? Um, But I think for Inter, it's, it's time to spend the big bucks. I think they got them. They got the cash, and you know, even though they just brought in Padelli as a backup keeper, Carizzo was sent out. Uh, they made some money off uh, Banega, and actually, you know, what's interesting about Banega is they brought him in as a free transfer, and they sold him back to Sevilla. Uh, they got you know Milan Skriniar from from uh, Sampdoria, and he is a, a very young prospect. But again, it's it's for me, it's time to, s- to spend some money. Lots of big rumors of Parisage potentially going to the Premier League, maybe over at uh, Manchester United. But I think that's happening. It's been the, it's been their lingering story the entire the entire summer. I mean, that has to be happening. So I mean, he's probably going to be on his way out. But uh, again, you know, they're they're in the transfer talks for any big player that you hear kind of like floating around Serie A. You know, as soon as Manolas is in question, you hear maybe Inter in the picture. You hear, you know, even Nangolan, you, you know, you heard Inter in the picture. So just, I think we, we stand by on Inter because there's going to be some big purchases this summer uh, and it's going to be an exciting season because, again, not only is are, is the one Milan team back from AC, but Internazionale is going to can make some moves as well. Two things on this. I think they overplayed for uh, uh, a Skriniar, even though it's hilarious that Inter Milan has a guy named Milan that is playing for their team. Um, you know, $23 million for Skriniar. I know he's only 22. He's on the uh, the national team for Slovakia. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it's it, it, I think it's just a little bit too much for him. But for me, the entire story of the transfer window or since the end of the season for for Inter is Spalletti. I mean this this team is going to is going to go 
as Spalletti goes. Um, I read this article on, on footballitalia.net by Billy Wilkinson that he makes the most interesting argument that I've seen for Inter so far is, you know, as we saw what Spalletti did with Ed and Dzeko, imagine what Spalletti is going to do with Mauro Icardi. Yeah. And Mauro Icardi is definitely a better player than Ed and Dzeko. And if he, if he, if he can be like, you know, like the quarterback whisperer to Mauro Icardi, we could be looking at, you know, the makings of, of, of one of the biggest, like supreme strikers in the, in the world. If he can do half of what he did with Ed and Dzeko. Be interesting to see with me uh, for Spalletti. Uh, he had a comment, uh, I think it was last week, on just how uh, he said promises were made, basically, on some of the players that he thought he was going to get. I mean, we all know that he wanted Nangolin. Uh, he wanted a couple other big names that, you know, we'll see if uh, he's happy with the, the uh, players he's got and if that's going to be an excuse for him to say, hey, look, I came here to do big things. You didn't give me the players I needed. Uh I think that's the the uh, the big question, but I still like Spalletti. I think he's going to do good stuff up there in Inter. Where where do you think they finish with this? I mean, they got to be signing more players, right? I mean, th- this can't be the end for them. Yeah, no, I I really because think... they don't have that one big like impactful transfer that they needed. I mean, is Spalletti capable of taking this team as is into the top four? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just be. Uh... Be on the lookout for a big name rolling over there. By the way, Jovetic's uh, loan spell to Sevilla is up. Uh, but let's see again. Maybe Spalletti will do something big with him. He's a good player. Uh, another one to have kind of in the chamber, you know? Yep. I, I think uh, Inter, again, in the interest of parity, I think Inter is going to be right up there with the moves they've been making. So top five for sure for me uh, for the upcoming season right now with, with still transfer market stuff to go on. So... Uh, we shall see with the Inter. That does it for the top five, guys. I think we're going to take a quick break and do a run through the rest of Serie A for the 2017-2018 season mid-transfer market podcast. This week's episode of Curve America is brought to you by Sumner Furniture. Sumner Furniture are office furniture experts based in the Washington, D.C. metro area. They provide high-quality new and used office furniture for all-size jobs, ranging from just one chair to million square foot offices. Sumner provides space designs, commercial moves, delivery and installation for projects nationwide. Check out their website, SumnerFurniture.com, or their eBay store. Contact them and mention Curve America for an additional 10% off any new or used office chair. guys we're gonna go kind of in the middle of the pack now we got fiorentina not one but two stories on calcio storico we were talking before in the podcast marco you got to see this it's on espn and i think copa 90 the most barbaric part of uh the sports between soccer rugby boxing still played at the florentine festival each june games got four historic quadrants of the city Relevant this year because Fiorentina will not only rock La Viola on their uniforms, they're also rocking all four alternate jersey colors for those four quadrants. White, green, blue, and red. So check those out. Those are some of the best uniforms for me. And if you missed the 
the the Calcio Storico in Fiorentina. Be sure to check it out every Saturday night at the Winnipeg County Speedway in Decorah, <laughs> Iowa, yeah. where all the hicks come down and just maul each other. And it's it, played in the grandstands though, watching uh, stock car racing. I, that's the kind of sport that would definitely catch on and like as a summer pastime on a Saturday night, like you're talking about. Hundred percent. The video is pretty cool, so definitely check that out. Plus, the whole story behind it is is uh, equally cool. For the Fiorentina team itself, let's start with the positives, guys. They got the former Inter coach, Pioli. He's now walking the sideline for La Viola. I still feel like Inter did him wrong with the mess they were in. I thought Pioli did real well to salvage the season. Thought he should still be up there, but uh, Inter got their man with uh, Spalletti. So there's the positive. Let's unfortunately go to the negative for Fiorentina. People are gone. Inter still sticking it to Paoli by taking his new team's entire midfield. They're all gone. Uh, we all we already mentioned up there uh, with Valero. That was a huge thing. I'm sure you guys saw that the Fiorentina faithful were like up near his house begging him to stay on social media. Like, please don't go. And he ends up leaving anyway. Um, Kalinic, it looks like he's going to Milan. He's, they've got a couple more deals to uh, days to work out a deal there. And then the other thing, it Ilicic looks like... as well. Ilicic also on the move. Um, and the owner himself, Della Valley, my long-distance cousin, uh, might be selling the team. I saw that rumor out there. Uh, he's willing to listen to all interesting uh, um, offers. So other than the uniforms, I think the, trouble, the story for uh, La Viola is trouble in Tuscany until further notice. Yeah, just picking up right where they left off. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting what Pioli can do. I mean, apparently, this this guy needs like a gimme after this. He needs he needs to win, go to like some place and like win like Serie B. You know, I mean, after the the mess that was Inter, and now he's gonna go even to the the even a bigger dumpster fire in Fiorentina. Yeah. Well, they still have that. You know. Chiesa, the youngster. Yeah, they say he's not saying him. It looks like they're going to have to build around him with... with uh, Nothing. Yeah, with... <laughs> well, and Babacar staying. I mean, who knows yeah. what's going to happen when he gets when he gets more playing time. But yeah, Bernadeschi out, Kalinic most likely out. Bernadeschi, Kalinic, and uh, most likely out. Ilicic out, and Valero out. I mean, Those... it's, it's gonna, the cupboard's pretty bare. Yep. So, uh, not looking good for Tuscany. Up next, let's go a little bit further south in another region that will remain nameless. We're just simply going to call it OTFR, the other team from Rome. Tad, you've got this one. It's a pretty standard OTFR transfer window. Last year, they had a coup by getting Cherry Mobile for a cheese sandwich, basically, um, or, or a panino di formaggio. Nice. Yeah. Italian of the day. Yeah. Mozzarella. <laughs> Che tipo di formaggio, uh, mozzarella. Uh, but uh, pretty quiet. Um, they did sell their. I guess if we're if we're gonna, if we consider selling the captain of the team, quiet. Bigley is gone. He went to Milan, which is a great thing for Milan because they needed that you know veteran reinforcement um, in the midfield. Did you uh, but, it didn't uh, exactly kick in right away when he met the oh, fans. Yeah, the the Forza the Forza OTFR. Forza OTFR, and yeah. everyone was like. What what a, what a, what a what a moron! But you know, I mean, they they didn't make too bad of a replacement with with Lucas Lieva coming down from Liverpool for six million. Lucas Lieva is a quality player if he can Absolutely. stay healthy. Yeah. So if he's healthy, I think he'll he'll fit in nicely with them. He's a reserved kind of a, a playmaker like Biglia was. But the big thing for 
uh, 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 OTF are going for the rest of the uh, transfer window is the rumors of Keita Balde, Inter, West Ham, Everton, and now even I've heard Juventus since the, since Schick is a no-go. I mean, he's not with the team now. Apparently, he's trying to force a move out. I read, you know, in the transfer market and the rumors that West Ham supposedly agreed to 32 million euros for him. Again, guys, 32 million dollars for Keita Belda. Bye. Bye, Felicia. I mean, he was, yes, in the last five games of the season last year, he was a top five Italian, you know, Serie A player. He was ripping it apart. I think he had, what, eight goals and, and three assists or some ridiculous stuff like that. But a half of a solid season for Kate Balda, and you're going to spend 32 million euros on him. So, you know, I mean, I, I, if, if that, I don't know, if, I don't know how they'll reinvest it, but it looks like they're, they're keeping a team that can at least compete for a Europe spot. Yeah, I mean he's he is young and he's a good prospect, definitely dangerous. I mean when we saw uh, OTFR versus Roma, he was definitely the most dangerous man on the pitch for that game. So he he's got a lot of potential, and uh, you know I'm just surprised I didn't see much about Felipe Anderson. You know like here's a guy who uh, on his day could be one of the better players, one of the more dangerous players in Serie A. So let's see what happens with OTFR. Hopefully not too much. Yep. So, we leave OTFR, we're going to go up to Bergamo now, and we're going to go to Atalanta, where Papu Gomez is Baila Comil Papu, dancing in the streets, showing his loyalty, Marco. What do you got for the boys of Bergamo? You know, I'm amazed. I, you know, Papu Gomez, after the season he has him, starts start wondering if this is the next Di Natale, if you're going to be seeing this man smoking cigs with the fans, uh, you know, at the end of his career. Uh, what they did do is bring in Orsolini, who is a young, exciting prospect from Juventus. But really, you know, some of the, and I guess they were able to bring in Josep Ilicic from Fiorentina. But the the stories, you know, revolving around Atalanta are, you know, the, yes, they did a really good job this season uh, of making it into Europe. Um, you know, they 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 were just the Cinderella story, but now they sell Conti to Milan. Caldara now, you know, could potentially be going back to Juventus early and obviously Kessie to Milan. Um, you know, that's just youngsters that were kind of the foundation of the team uh, leaving for other close rivals, you know, in the league. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they make enough money uh, from all these transfers to to reinforce and say relevant. I think, you know, I mean, they haven't they haven't. Yes, they lost Conti and they lost Kessie. That's that's tough. I think, you know, with Patania and Gomez they and, and Caldara, I mean, it doesn't look like Juventus is going to pick him up anytime soon. Uh, I've heard everything that I've heard points to 2018 still. I think they still have a team to compete. I mean, the main thing you want to see at Atlanta is, like, I honestly don't really care if they, you know, go to, go to Europe again next season because last year, you know, I mean, it's just tough to expect that for two seasons straight out of, out of Atlanta. I just really like to see them not suck and... <laughs> Yeah, Europa hopefully, League. hopefully they don't pull a, a Sassuolo. That is my concern. But uh, thrilled for Papu Gomez. Uh, got a call up for Argentina, um, and he's sticking with Atalanta, uh, even though the rumor was he wanted a Champions League team. So, hopefully, Atalanta makes big things for Italy in Europe, and everyone can continue to buy La Comel Papu. I was uh, on a walk the other day, and and Chris didn't know that I saw him, but he was standing by himself on the on, in a park. Baila Como Papu with his headphones in. Absolutely love the song. Yeah. Well done for Autogol. 
All right, guys, let's head a little bit west over to Torino. Not Juventus, but the actual namesake team, Torino. Uh, what do you guys got for this one with uh, the Bulls of Torino? Well, I mean, you got to think that they have more of a shot this year than last year because not only did they shed Joey Bag of Donuts, who was absolutely awful. Miss him. I already miss him. He signed, he signed today for EPLs. Uh, who did he go with? The, the Hammers, um, West Ham United. Yeah, well, they're in for a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, they shed all the Roma dead weight. Uh, it pains me to see that Iturbe is on the squad and we're going to be in his, in his presence. Now, watch one of these wraparound events we're doing for Boston. Like, he turns up. Roma as, legend? As, yeah, Roma legend are like, hey, you want to interview and Iturbe? And we're going to be like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> oh, oh Curve America? Oh, no. I, I'm just here. They, some guy just gave me this shirt. I think that that, that guy over there, that's the Curve America. You'll hear, you see, dude, be flying over the mountain. You'll look over and somebody's on the ground holding their ankle, and then there's Iturbe. Uh, screaming and holding their ankle. They managed to shut that. They got Sirigu, which for the second season in a row, can you believe it, Torino has had some sort of coup of getting a big-name goalie. Um, but the the whole... I mean, And, and Sirigu is a great pickup for them. I'm going to say it with, as emphatically as I said, Joe Hart last year, so please don't disappoint. But the big thing for them is, are they going to keep Belotti? And it looks like no way. There's just too many teams throwing around too much money. The only wild card is is uh, uh, Cairo, who could just say like, "Nah, screw it, I'll take another year of Belotti to make sure I get that hundred million." Right now, he's all high on that he's signed this guy uh, Berenguer from Osauna, the Spanish team. Osasuna. Osasuna. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have a La Liga podcast, so <laughs> forgive me. We're we're back to the, We're back to starting. Sorry, anyway, like starting blocks on that, but this 22-year-old kid, apparently a lot of uh, winger that a lot of clubs were into, so they got him. But, I mean, again, it's Belotti. It's Belotti or bust for them. I think if uh, if it's all about the money for President Cairo, I think it's going to be sold. Uh, Belotti's going to be sold to an uh, international team because uh, just that, that buyout clause, it just makes sense for him to do that. If it's all about the money, we'll we'll see where that goes. All right, up next, guys, we're going to go a little bit further south into Sampdoria in the town of Genoa. Tad, what do you got for Sampdoria? Sampdoria, I think, is doing like all the right things that Sampdoria needs to be doing. They finished 10th last year. That, that to them, you know, if they finish higher, great. If they finish a little lower, no big deal. They basically just want to stay in the Serie A, keep that money going. If you look at... If you look at the great contribution, Mark. Spanish La Liga. Yeah, was that, yeah we, was that the beginning of the La Liga podcast? But, you know, if, if, if you look at, you know, their, their record of transfers the past few years, they're, they're making money selling players, and that's what they're doing. They're selling high again. Luis Muriel uh, uh, out the door for $20 million. Skriniar, as I said, for $23 million. It looks like Schick was out the door. You got to think that, like, if Schick doesn't go to Juventus, which apparently he had uh, some sort of heart problems in the past. Some pretty strange like that. Um, Jake the Snake Jankdo was talking about it. He's like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be a big thing because they play in the national, their, 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 their U21 national team together. So maybe they don't get the big sale out of him, but they sold Bruno uh, Fernandez for $2.5 million profit. And uh, they brought in Gianluca Caprari from Inter, yep. which, you know, with Luis Muriel going out, if you got him and old man Quags, 
you know, who's a wily veteran. I saw that they both put up hat tricks in their in their uh, preseason game for whatever that's worth. But that's a good acquisition. But for them, I think that they have what I think is the most interesting and and most value added pickup of all the teams I've seen in kind of the middle of the pack. Is they got Nikola Muru from. Uh, uh, Calgary, the 22-year-old, got him for only $6 bucks. So you sell Skrinier, who's for $23 million, who's 22. You bring in Muru for, for $6 million, who's 22. I don't think their talent level is three, you know, four times apart from each other. So Sampdoria, I mean, they're not going to be relegated. Their team, I think, still can compete. And you know, maybe they luck out and get to keep Schick for one more year. See what happens. Some crazy rumors spinning around about Jack Wilshire from Arsenal, but oh, you, know, we'll you took see. my thunder. Yeah, I forgot to read that part. Yeah, Jack Wilshire. We'll see. I mean, again, there that'd be nice. That'd be a nice little rehab, guys. Six million for him. All right, let's keep it in the same city, guys. Uh, staying in Genoa this time with Genoa, uh, the namesake of the city. What are they doing in the transfer market, Marco? They they've made a couple nice moves, uh, you know, bringing Bart Bertolacci from Milan, Zukanovic uh, from Roma, Spoli, uh, Ilgemark from from Palermo. I mean, the latest one is La Padula, and you know, and who would have expected him after having the season that he did last season at, at Milan to be going to a team like Genoa? Yes. I, I just expected more, um, but he is, you know, if I if you don't get me wrong, he's not. Like at the twilight of his career, but I could see why he ended up going to Genoa, anyways. Genoa, another team to be fighting in the middle of the table, but not too shabby so far in the transfer window. Yeah, they needed a lot. I mean, they were god awful at the end of last year. And if they have Lapadula, Bertolacci, Zukanovic, um, and they managed to keep on to uh, Giovanni Simeone, which I thought he was, I mean, he's got to be out the door somewhere. There's got to be one of these big clubs that's looking to pick him up as like their fourth or fifth option should they strike out because he's just I think he's just too good to be playing at Genoa but yeah I agree Marco this is this is a nice little piece of business for them so far I thought it was nice for them they're kind of notorious for just feeding the big clubs at Juve Milan and uh, Inter that they got Lapadula back I thought that was good so all right let's go all the way down to Crotone my New Jersey fresh and clean. Did you just just New Jersey is Freudian for you at this point? Oh, that's right. <laughs> New Jersey. Well said. Unfortunately, not much action down with Crouton Nation. We've got Falcinelli out, but our favorite goalkeeper in Cordaz still in number one on the goalkeeper sheet, fending off the vultures and the goals. Latest transfer. Well, let's just not even go here. Crotone's got nobody big. Uh, I would love it if they did, uh, but. Uh, there's just not much to report. So. They got this dude, Craggle. Yeah. Craggle. Crags. The Crags, the crickety Crags. Surprise. Falcinelli, man. I was this close to buying a Falcinelli jersey, too. Obviously, I, I'm not a, a, a Syria insider too much because I didn't realize that his loan was up. But Just go with the Pythagor- Pythagoras on the it's back. It's going to be a tough season way. for you, Chris. Yeah, hopefully they lightning in a bottle twice. Let's see if they stay up. All right. Uh, further back up, we're going to go out to the island. My favorite word of Cagliari. Tad, what is Cagliari doing? I mean, Cagliari looks like they're going to stay sexy as all goddamn hail. Uh, you know, with the, with the, with the, it looks like they're about to sign, re-sign Borello through 2019. So the pit 
of naked, <laughs> writhing men, women, and Sardinians. Looks like it's going to stay right where it belongs in Calgary. Fo- um, following him on Instagram, man, it just it just ties in so nicely to how we've described him last oh, season. Oh, I mean, doesn't he make you feel like you're just not living life correctly? Yeah, absolutely. It really is. I mean, there's, there was an early rumor that he was coming back to Roma. Oh, how fast would I bought a Borealo jersey? <laughs> But also, I mean, what they've done is they've managed just not a whole lot of like interesting people coming in for uh, uh, for Cagliari. Cranio from Benevento, Gianetta from Spezia, and Cigarini from Sampdoria. None of those people or anybody anybody cares about. But hey, well, that, that's kind of what they do. Resigning Boreal is a big thing for them, and they cut some dead weight. They ship Bruno Alves off to Glasgow Rangers. If if you could get anything, if, if you could get the change in the sofa for the way Bruno Alves played last year, take it. He's gone. Taxidis back to Greece with Olympiacos, um, which is, again, another just kind of pretty poor player for them last year. And unfortunately, like I mentioned, Nicolo Muru is out, who I think is going to be a great value signing uh, for Sampdoria. But yeah, I mean, you know, so far not any big moves other than keeping Bruno, Bruno uh, uh, Borriello, and they sent a couple crappy players away. All right, let's keep it rolling. We got Sassuolo up next, and a lot of movement in Sassuolo. Tad, what have they been up to, and where have people gone? Well, I mean, so far they've managed to avoid a max mass exodus to Roma following EDF. Not I mean, completely. Not, com- I mean, Pellegrini, he's gone. Um, looks like the Frel is going to go to Roma. If they keep Berardi, that's going to be a huge success for them. And, uh, you know, taking Crotone's heart and soul out of their team with Falcinelli and Trota uh, is a big thing for them. They still have Politano, um, who hasn't been linked to anybody they've seen. And the Matrix man himself, I mean, he's 350 years old. So having him play a spot play for them. But, you know, I think their, their squad's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, uh, you know, pretty talented going forward. Um, I think that if they can stay healthy, they'll definitely do better than last year. I don't think that they're, they can run through that again. Um, it's going to be interesting how their new coach reacts and how this team reacts. I think the Frail's a done deal, but uh, Falcinelli, I mean, that's that's a good pickup. Yeah, if they're able to hold on to him because he uh, you know, really showed his talent last season. Legend of Crotone spreads. Yep. Yeah, one goal for him is like five goals for any other team with Crotone last year. That's right. All right, keep it going. We're going to go up to the northeast, the little zebras of Udinese. Marco, what are they doing up in that region? So far, really nothing earth-shaking, but you know, you can imagine that Udinese is going to be pretty shrewd. And if you look at the transfer window already, they just have so many transfers going on in the background. You're just looking through the list, and you're like, who's going to be the next Alexi Sanchez? You know, these guys are doing their homework. And you know, by the end of the transfer window, they'll probably be in the green. Uh, so far, they've spent 11.5 million, and uh, they've sold about 10.25. So you know we'll see. Uh, Mere, his loan was up from Spal, and he's like the one of the backup goalkeepers for the Italian national team. He's very young, and he's he's a, a, a big prospect. This year's trench foot, baby. That's right. But you know, Duvan Zapata. Sad to see him leaving. Uh, he's off to greener pastures, most likely. Uh, and the biggest signing they've they've brought in that we can tell so far is Pizzella from Palermo. Palermo no was just way. not not good enough. He's not their season. biggest signing, man. Their biggest signing is the best name in all Serie A. 
Kevin Lasagna. Garfield. I'll tell you what, though. Some uh, decent names in the transfer rumor mill. Pavoletti from Napoli and John Guidetti. And he played for Celta. Um, you know, two dangerous players that they could definitely be using. Hopefully they make a run. I'm, I'm still intrigued with Udinese. Uh, they own their stadium, and yet they're still middle of the pack team. I don't understand that, but... Um, you know, hopefully they've got money to make big moves. Well, here. they got Kevin Lasagna now, so Katie bar the door, man. I think Kevin Lasagna is the name of a of a mall security guard. Yeah, yeah, here in the states for sure. All right, let's go down from there down to Kievo, uh, and this is going to be an interesting one because uh, at least next season we'll have another derby with Kievo and Hellas Verona. So up first is Kievo, the Flying Donkeys, one of our favorites from last season. No news is good news for the Flying Donkeys. They get to keep Bobby English, Ricardo Inglese, Pelissier gets to stay, and so does Bierce. At least for now, all is, is uh, quiet uh, on the Kievo front, and uh, we're just going to leave it there. Not much to report with Kievo. So, crosstown rival of Hellas Verona, recently promoted from Serie B. Tad, what do you got from their crosstown rivals? Dude, Hellas Verona, I know I've been thinking about taking Benevento as my team, but with this transfer window, I might get on this Hellas tip. They got Cassano <laughs> and Alessio Cerci. Alessio Cerci, everyone remembers him. He, he played for Roma, played for everybody, had that huge season Torino. Uh, with Torino, um, and then went over to Atletico Madri- uh, Madrid, uh, you know, for a, for a big transfer fee, Milan. And, uh, what well, I'm yeah. trying to do things chronologically, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, apparently just just bombed there, didn't play much at all. I think two appearances last year. He turns up, so you got to be like, and he's still young. What's he like, 29? So you, you got to think maybe, hey, he can make some impact here. But then they got Cassano, and Cassano has not changed. Fresh back from his exile in Sampdoria, where last year they took his team picture, his picture team photo down from the website. I remember that. Yeah. And today, he retired and then came out of retirement within a matter of four hours. How much blow is Cassano going doing these days? Yeah, he is uh, just a legend with all this stuff. Apparently, it was his wife and the team that changed his mind. So uh, it's impossible not to love him. He's he's great for a podcast. I just, man, they need to have a reality show about just follow him around. I mean, uh, footballitalia.net put it, I think, about his top five meltdowns. Like, top five? Yeah. Top five? This dude's blood. I mean, Fabio Capello even had a nickname for his, like, temper tantrums. He called him uh, Casanante. Casanate. 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 He reminds me of Metal World Peace. That was the first thing that came to mind today when he retired and then went back and it's just just crazy he's just crazy my favorite Cassano story is in the uh, 2012 world cup where he told uh sorry not 2012 uh, uh euros or sorry the 2010 world cup when he told de rossi that he had slept with over 16,000 women <laughs> uh all right <laughs> Let's finish the mid-transfer market with these last three teams, guys. We're going to blow right through them. Not much to report on. So up next is Bologna. Marco, what do you got from them? Yeah, Bologna making mid-table moves for a team that will probably end up there. Taider officially bought for $4 million. He's been hopping back and forth with Bologna. And then I see the rumor mill spinning. You guys see it? It's... Uh, Generating some hydropower. Uh, but no, Moise Keane from uh, Juventus, very low probability. But Bologna, man, 
That this that would have to be a loan though, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So not much to report with Bologna. Um, we'll see if their neon yellow uniforms come back like last year. Did uh, buy tater salad? Is that what you have here? What's that? Did they buy tater salad for four million? Yeah. Well, Taider, man, he's he's a decent player, but we'll, we'll he's see. It's just a fun name to say. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> All right, and then the last two teams are recently promoted that are just happy to be in the Serie A. Let's be honest, guys. Benevento and Spal. We're looking forward to break down those teams closer to the end of the transfer market before the season kicks up. All right, guys, we got through it. Those are all 20 teams for this 2017-18 season, mid-transfer market. Um, I think that's it. We're just going to tell everyone again. Uh, we've got social media out there with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Curve America. Uh, you can also hit us up on email with Fabio at CurveAmerica.com. And uh, we have, uh, obviously, it helps us if you can do rate and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. So please hit us up there. We've got some exciting events coming up here with the ICC and Roma uh, and Juventus. So uh, we'd love to hear from the fans who are planning to go into the New York games uh, and the Boston games. Uh, by all means, please hit us up and look for updates from us on our social media accounts. Until next time, ragazzi, we say. Arrivederci. Ciao. Ciao.